Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Welcome to Financially Speaking. Today I am your guest host, Karen Cook. And today we are going to be talking about using our most important muscle. And no, those are not the ones in your arms or your legs or even your mouth for some of us out there. I would say that is mine. But it's your brain, believe it or not. That is the most important muscle anywhere. Because you know the old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. It's true. And you do not want to lose your mind, whether it's for fun or not. Nobody wants to lose their mind, literally, or I guess figuratively. <laughs> but anyways, we want to make sure that we expand our brain every day. Do you do that? Do you challenge your brain? Do you work that muscle? And no, it's not a matter of lifting weights with your head. So don't be at the gym doing that tonight. You'll end up with brain damage. And that's the kind of damage we can't really fix. So we're going to learn today how to use our most important muscle, that brain that keeps us going, that keeps us sharp, that makes the decisions, that bring us the job that we desire for the money that we live off of, that makes us comfortable or even better. So the brain is important. So again, if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's so true of the brain. So what's the cost of not using the brain, not exp expanding that knowledge? Some of you might be thinking, I don't have time to work out my brain, do. But you do. You always do. I know we're all very busy with work, family, different duties that we are responsible for, whether it's carpooling or sports or activities with our kids, our family, aging parents. Grocery shopping, oh, I hate that job. But believe it or not, you use your brain a lot for that. With your price matching, comparing prices, using your apps, which we've all talked about in other shows. And, of course, making sure that you get your coupons. That's a lot of work, right? Looking at the list, making sure, thinking, what's in my fridge? What's in my cupboard? Is it all on the list? I don't want to do this twice. So believe it or not, you are using your brain. Household duties, vacuuming, mopping, dusting, right? All that stuff we have to do in our busy day and you're thinking, now you want me to work out my brain. I don't even go to the gym. I get it. I hate the gym too. That's just me. I like the why. I like the pool. So I do make time for that. But yeah, some things come up and I think I don't have time for this or I don't have time for that. But there's always time to work out and there's always time to work out our brain. And we're going to make the time. And believe it or not, you would be surprised at how much time you actually do have in a day where you can sit down for five minutes, for two minutes, for 10 minutes, whether it's waiting for a meeting, you're being driven somewhere in a vehicle, a carpool, a train, a bus, a plane. Well, a plane's a little tricky. <laughs> you got to get it on that proper channel so we don't interfere with the gauges and come crashing down, boom. But I was working out my brain, so there's airplane mode, right? So... Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, taking five minutes, having a break, having your lunch, waiting for your lunch if you're at a restaurant or at home, waiting for supper, sitting down, right? There's time that you can do things. And believe it or not, there's apps on your phone or your iPad. 
Now, we don't want to be on the phone 24-7. It's not good for the eyes. It's not good for the brain. It's not even good for your health. But if you're not a person who's constantly on your cells, right, whether it be the phone or whatever else, do this. If you do any of those things that I mentioned you're in the process of, you can absolutely sit down, throw an app out. I like the puzzle one. There's a puzzle one, and I don't use it on my phone because, goodness forbid, I would have to enlarge it so I wouldn't be able to see the whole puzzle. But on my iPad, I have this puzzle app, and you can decide how many pieces you want to the puzzle. I do 100. But if you even did 20, 25 pieces to the puzzle, you could do that puzzle in a minute, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And it's free. You don't have to pay. You can. That's the idea of apps, right? But you unlock a free puzzle. You get a free puzzle every day. You do so many, you unlock free puzzles. There's those other games where you have to match colors or symbols or crossword puzzles or games. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Brain teasers, there it is right there, folks. So get some of those on there. Word apps, anything like that where you can play while you're, are, you are traveling, not driving, of course, um, waiting for those meetings, taking those few minutes to relax. How about reading a book? And might I suggest the best book that I've read lately, and I'm reading again, by the way, because I absolutely love it, and every time I read it, I learn something new, is by your regular host. Every woman should know the F word. Well, ladies should know the F word, which is on Amazon currently being sold. Kathy Cook Noble wrote that book. It's all about, it's not the F word, I'm sure some of us are thinking, or what might come out of my mouth usually, but don't worry, it won't come out during the show. It's about finance. Of course, financially speaking is the show. The book is about finance. Kathy is the expert with all her education, training, uh, licenses, and she wrote this book. It's so easy to read. It's so knowledgeable. There's some great facts in there, a little insight into her uh, and how she became the person she is today. And it's a wonderful book. So might I suggest reading that because that's really going to help your brain too. Because a lot of women don't think that way. I don't. I never did. Should be the first to tell you. Do it, Kathy. Do it for me. Do it for me. So I didn't do it. And my brain had to retrain and rethink. And believe you me, I used to get headaches. It would frustrate me. But I learned something new. And now I know how to think that way. I know how to think financially. I come from healthcare. My company is KC Training Plus. It's all about training, first aid, babysitting courses, training kids, training adults, training tweens, training teenagers, helping the seniors and the elderly. That's where I come from, a healthcare kind of world, education, legal. I don't think finance, that is the furthest thing from my mind. But I have retrained my brain. So my brain is smarter today than it was 10 years ago especially in the financial field. So you can train your brain to think any way you want it to. And that is from reading, from learning, from listening to the expert, my sister. So read the book if you're not good at finances. And if you are, read it anyway. It's a great, a great book. So don't be afraid to try and do something new, right? I mean, it, it's always mentally exhausting to try and learn something. So don't go at it full force. Hey, I'm just going to read this whole book, although you could, but this book in particular, but do it in stages. I did chapters. I do a chapter at a time. I review it, make my notes, right? Maybe with you're in the tub or you're in your hot tub or you're, you're sitting on your swing in the backyard or you're sitting on your couch, or maybe you like to read before you go to bed, right? I used to like to study that way, although I'd fall asleep. Osmosis, I think it worked. I'm not sure. But, yeah, there are things you can do to train your brain, and you will look at what times are best for you. 
So uh, as far as multitasking, we do that all day long. So we're thinking, we're using our brain, but it's a normal routine. You are normally in a routine you actually really don't have to think about. And when I was an operating room technician, the woman that trained me, I was very nervous. And I loved it. But the instruments, oh my gosh, they were they, they looked very alike, but they had different names. You set the tables the same way all the time. And she said, if you do this all the time, Karen, by the time you learn how this table is set, in an emergency, when your brain may not function, you will actually go through the physical part and you'll grab it because you always set it the same way. So I trained my brain to set my OR table the same way every time. And I was thinking, you're nuts. There's no way I'm ever going to feel comfortable. Three months later, when an emergency hit, the hand went where the brain trained it to go. So you can train your brain in any situation, in any field, so that you can be smarter in that field and being successful. Because if I couldn't have done that job, I wouldn't have been able to continue to get paid. And that was pretty good money. And that was the best job I ever had in healthcare. I loved it. Loved working in the operating room. But... um I wouldn't have been able to do that job and succeed. And that led me other places. So you see my education, the more I learned, the more I understood, the more my brain changed, the more my career opened up. So what percentage does your mental efficiency drop to when you attempt to multitask? So multitasking may seem efficient. On the surface, it is. But it may actually take more time in the end and involve more error. So we want to make sure that we are doing our multitasking, but we're doing new things as well. Because sometimes we can end up wasting time. And studies have shown 40% of your productive time can be wasted by doing certain tasks. So we don't want to get into the habit of just going with the flow. Be unique. Rise above it all. So there are four ways that we can that our brain actually suffers when you stop working out, working out your brain, not your body. So a growing gut isn't the only thing that's bad that happens when you skip your workout, right? So if we don't work out, we might gain weight. You don't want your brain to gain weight, believe you me, but you don't want it to stop. More brain cells are being activated when we exercise than when we're doing anything else. So the first way our brain suffers when we stop working out is that your mood may plummet. You might be depressed. Studies show that cardio can be just as effective at boosting your mood as prescription antidepressants. Your body produces its own antidepressants, these endorphins, these feel-good hormones when you exercise. And then you get these happy-inducing chemicals like serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, endocannabinoids, yes. Our bodies make our own marijuana-like chemicals. Woohoo! I know I made some of you happy there. Some of you went, what the heck? I don't smoke dope. It's okay. It's a natural chemical in our body. It's not marijuana. So working out sparks the production of proteins, which help your brain form stress-induced depression. So when you stop exercising, you miss out on the influx of these mood boosters, and you might end up feeling down. So work your brain out with some of the stuff we've talked about, and we're going to talk about a lot more during the show. Your, a second thing that happens when we stop working out, our memories may falter. It may be that decreased blood flow makes it more difficult to learn or develop new memories. And I know you're thinking, well, sometimes I do get a brain fart. We're going to talk about brain farts. 
cut up. But when you don't work out your brain, it's like anything else. It gets lazy. So you have to work it out. Your body also produces less of this protein, which is called cathepsin B. It's not a, it's the test is at the end of the show, so remember all this folks. But this has been linked to improved memory. And when you stop working out, you don't get this, so your memory isn't great. A third reason you might become less sharp. Exercise strengthens all parts of the brain tissue, including what's called this gray matter. And that's what makes your brain more resistant to stress and aging. So if you stop working out, the gray matter takes a hit, potentially setting back the stage for problems processing information and thinking critically. So don't stop learning. Don't stop reading. Don't stop working your brain out. And the fourth problem we encounter, we might have trouble concentrating. Even for short bursts of exercises, 10 to even 40 minutes, lead to an immediate boost in concentration. 10 minutes, folks. I can walk around my yard for 10 minutes. I got a T-zone vibration jiggle machine. Man, I get on that thing. Good luck getting me off. That's a 10-minute interval. Love it. That's working out. Walking your dogs, walking with your kids, playing with your kids, doing your gardening. I consider outdoor work exercise, believe me it is. But it's all in the way you do it. Suck in your gut, give it a stretch. right? So you want to make sure that you're working out your brain so that you can concentrate. You want to boost this brain, increase that blood flow to your brain. We're, and doing this also relates to the higher levels of chemicals in your blood, like these endorphins and these hormones that keep your brain on high alert. So when you stop exercising, blood flow and these chemicals drop, and it could leave you with poor attention span. How likely are you to retain your job in the current position at the current wage you get for your healthy living lifestyle if you don't keep your brain active? You've heard people say, oh, I got baby brain. <laughs> I kind of laugh because I think, oh, dear God, what is baby brain? Right? And they'll say, oh, I just can't think and all this. I'm pregnant. Or, or you don't have to be. I got a brain fart. Seriously, your brain actually farted? You got a burst bubble in there that goes, boom, I have no thought in there. So we're going to go to the first break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about brain farts and what they really mean. So stay tuned. You're listening to Financially Speaking. I'm Karen Cook on the Fire Choices Network, and we're going to return and talk about our brain farts. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If 
dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-Word, Fear, in the Dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host today, Karen Cook, and we are talking about working out our brain, that muscle that is the most important one in the body. So before we went to break, I told you we were going to talk about brain farts. And of course, a little comment in our chat room. So cerebral flatulence for all of you that like the proper terminology. I laughed out loud. I really did. That's funny. And usually I'm all about the butt. I'm a nurse, so you know what goes in us to come out. So I'm usually about that. But I tell you, I've been far removed from that because that didn't even come to my mind, and I love it. All right. So let's talk about what brain farts really mean. Okay, brain fart number one. And one of my dogs just actually had one, so that's going to smell real good in a minute. So brain fart number one. You blank when you dial your significant other's phone number. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) You don't you? How many of you push a button to call somebody? And yes, we've been doing it for years. I remember the rotary phone. I remember the push button phone where you couldn't put the numbers into the phone. But yes, you can now. So how many of you just hit, oh, there's my honey's number. I'll give him a call and you push the number. What if you had to call without your phone? Could you call them? I couldn't. I think my sister's the only number that I've memorized. Her cell phone and her home number. That's it. Those are the only two numbers, other than my own, that I could call if I didn't know my cell phone. I don't know anybody else's number. It's a name and a phone. And the name comes up with a picture. Oh, it's so pretty. It's really not doing my brain too good because I know who they are and what they look like, but I don't know their phone number. So I, that's a way we can work on getting our brain boosted. So that's normal. It's normal. It's a normal brain fart. Don't worry. You don't have You don't have any dementia yet. Your memories form like canyons. The more you retrieve them, the deeper the groove they build in your brain. So because we store all these numbers, you never form the connections that commit these random number sequences to memory, like we did before cell phones and programming things. We had to remember numbers. Remember carrying around the phone number book or having it by your phone? I don't have one anymore. It's all in my phone. So when your phone dies, Good luck figuring out the digits to call these people because we don't know anymore. But it's okay, guys. It's a normal brain fart. Don't get excited. But anytime you do make a phone call now, especially with your close family, friends, and your significant other, your kids, your parents, look at the number. Just look at the number because you'll be surprised how you recall that at a future date. Second brain fart issue. You get lost on your normal commute wherever you're going, to and from work, the why, your kid's school, your parents' house, wherever you're going. It's okay. Don't get worried. It's normal. 
can't get around without Google Maps, can we? No harm there. I use Google Maps. I use my GPS. Absolutely, I put in dates because I will get lost. I used to go to the Mississauga Oakville Veterinary Emergency Hospital quite frequently. I had a dog who's now passed. Uh, God love him. But we were there quite a bit with some issues and with another couple dogs. So I would get lost every time, and I knew where to turn. Every time, bar none, I never made the right turn. So I had to put it in my GPS. And I'd think, yep, I know that. But I would never, I did the same route all the time. But for some reason, I couldn't get it to map right in my brain. So it's okay, though. It's not dementia. It's just a different city. It's different circumstances. Maybe it was different weather, different time of the year, different traffic, roads look different, construction. So you get lost. It's okay. It's normal. But if you suddenly forget familiar routes, that could be an issue with spatial memory. So you should be able to get to and from the places you go all the time, right? So don't worry if it's just a little bit of forgetting some people's addresses or forgetting how to get somewhere you only go to a few times a year. Completely normal. Third one, third brain fart issue. You're late for work and can't find your keys. Oh, my God, what's the matter with you? It's okay. It's normal. It's actually not really a memory problem. It's more about how well you pay attention. So when people get stressed and they've got a dozen different things going on at once and 10 balls in the air, they might not actually record that memory into an area from which they can retrieve it later. When you walk in the door, you've got your hands full of groceries, your dog are greeting you, your spouse is there, maybe it's getting dark, you got to get the lights on, the dogs get, well, they jump on me. Literally, I come in, I don't even bother getting anything out of the car, not even my purse, because i got three of them coming at me. Two, look out, they'll knock me right on the ground. Then the other one waits to come, and then i got to sit down, because they got to get up on me and kiss me and love me and show me their toys and, and their bones and what they did today, and then they got to pee, but i got to go with them. Because God forbid, I say, tell them I'm not going to pee in the backyard, but I'll come with you. But I got to walk out there with them. They got to have mommy. They need mommy time. Then they go to the car because they figure, what'd you bring me? So goodness forbid, I never go to a meal and not bring something home. I literally have doggy bags. So I'll go get the groceries. I have to show them the treats I bought them or something that I bought for them. They know where the food is. They smell it. Or I get my purse or my, my work bag or lunch bag. It doesn't matter what it is. Or my bag from the Y. And then the little one's got it. She knows, hey, mommy went to the Y. I smell it. I get to play with towels. You know how dogs are with towels and laundry. And now I've got two that like to do that. So it takes me a minute to get in. And there's no use pushing over it because it's going to upset them. I am their life and believe me, they are mine. So it's okay that you come in with your hands full, drop the keys, forget where they are. A trick is put the keys in the same spot every time. I remember once I got out to my car, locked everything up, thought, oh, crap, don't have the keys. Not in my purse, not in my regular coat. It's because I put a sweater on the day before and needed the key for something. Thank goodness I keep an extra key hidden somewhere. So it's okay. That happens. And it's not like I can call my keys to find them. But when you're crazy distracted, you toss your keys aside, maybe they fell somewhere. It's just a chance that you figure it out, right? It's like a pin in a haystack. Good luck. But... When you put the keys in the same spot all the time or you can go back to that memory, you might be able to find it. Hopefully, you're not SOL. All right, shit out of luck. <laughs> so if I had locked myself out of the house, I would have been. Brain fart number four, you can't remember driving home. Oh, my God, I've done this before. It's okay. It's normal. Temporary amnesia, anybody? No, just a lack of focus. 
When something becomes part of your routine, like taking the same way home for years, you perform it without much conscious thought. So it's not really super memorable. You just do it. Going to work, coming from work. Going to the Y, coming from the Y. Going to the grocery store, coming from the grocery store. Going to Walmart, coming from Walmart. Going to a friend, coming to a friend. It's always the same. You don't really think about it. It's just normal. It's not even your brain. It's your body just going through the motion. Your brain's kind of on vacation, so you can think of other things. Sometimes I do that. Bogans, workshop, whatever the case, the radio show, I don't know, sometimes ideas. You're listening to the radio, daydreaming, singing, talking to the dogs, your kids, worrying about a problem. You're just not focusing your attention on the experience. Next thing you know, you're home. And if you don't concentrate enough to create a strong memory, you only have a blank space where that memory would have been stored. Geez, I can't believe I'm home. I don't remember passing this. There's On my road at the other end, there's my dream home. And sometimes if I get thinking, I, I, look, I look forward to going by it. I love this house. Oh, my God, I love it. So... The one time I remember driving by going, oh, wait, where's the house? Oh, I missed it. What was I doing? Singing a song on the radio. Missed it. It's okay. It's not dementia. I just wasn't paying attention. Brain fart number five. You have no idea where you parked. <laughs> okay, this depends. Don't stress if it only happens occasionally. Just think about how many different places you parked your car over the last week. And as a result, you've had less time to lock this info into your memory bank. So if you're a disabled person who has the accessible pass, you'll probably find your car a little faster. I have that too, due to back injury. So I always know I'm somewhere in that area, if I can get a spot. But, you know, you come out the wrong door of a place, you got to walk all the way down and you think, oh my God, where's my vehicle? It happens. Some people put the little dinghy balls or whatever or something on the top of the aerial of the car. I'm like, okay, well, whatever works for you. Tie a ribbon around it so they can go, oh, there's my car. That's my red ribbon around my aerial. Fine. But if you can't find your car more than a few times a month, look at those spatial memory issues. Let's hope we don't have dementia on set. Because sudden memory changes always raise more flags than those that develop gradually. So it's normal to misplace your car. But let's hope you can find it. Next brain fart, you can't quite find the right word. You know that... It's on the tip of my tongue. I just can't think of it. I know his name. I know that I know that address. I know this. It's times when you know you know something, but you can't spit it out. It's okay. Usually it's all right. Turns out your brain has a pretty random filing system. It's like you're going through a filing cabinet in your brain. If you haven't called on that fact for a while, it's kind of a windy pathway between the detail and your conscious mind fades a little bit from lack of use. So you got to get there. And stress my friends, scrambles, messages even more. That's why these details often pop back into your head later, when the pressure's off. You ever had that? Mine are like movies or songs or artists or writers or something like that, or something so silly you think, I know that person, i got to know their name. It happened the other day. I was at a store, and this lady was talking to me. She come by, and I, I knew who she was. And I watched a TV show, and she looked like the girl on that, and I said, oh, that's not her. And... I remember her and I'm thinking, is she nice? Do I like her? Did I offend her? Did we fight? What the heck? How do I know her? And it hit me like hours later. We used to belong to a business group together. She's a wonderful woman. I was very nice, by the way. But I thought, oh, why do I know her? God, I hope it's good. <laughs> I hate to have it a bad memory and then it turns out it's good or it's good memory. It turns out bad and I'm like, oh, gosh, right? And then sometimes you think, oh, I wish I hadn't spoke to them. I remembered I don't know. But no, this was a good one. So it's always good to be better nicer than it is to be rude just in case you shouldn't have been 
And then you can always go, ah, that's okay, because I'd rather be nice to you than rude to you. It, it takes less effort, right? And it makes me feel happy, and it gives me those endorphins that make me feel good, right? So don't worry about forgetting some things, having those brain first, because it happens. Studies have shown that you can help prevent cognitive decline and reduce the risk of dementia with some basic good health habits. Stay physically active, mentally and physically. Don't just work out your brain, work out your body. You need that whole blood flow, that whole feel-good endorphins. You need that through your body and brain. Get enough sleep. Now, granted, you know your brain doesn't shut off during sleep or you wouldn't be breathing. But it rests because you're not actively thinking. Your brain is on overdrive. It's just breathing for you. For those of you that smoke, smoking is another thing. You should quit smoking. Smoking lacks oxygen. takes the place of your oxygen. So if you smoke, try and quit. Have good social connections. It's always good to have a good social network out there. Friends, family, business associates, people you talk to, social people. Watch your alcohol. One drink a day is actually the norm, but watch what you're drinking because, again, affecting the brain. And, of course, eat a balanced diet, preferably low in saturated and trans fat. You don't want that fatty stuff to get in your body and take over. So doing these basic health habits can help improve your brain function. On that note, let's go into our next break, and when we come back, we're going to look at some everyday tips that we can do to boost brain power. You are listening to Karen Cook on Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network today, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, and today we are talking about working out our brain. So we talked about brain farts, not to get excited. It's okay. It's normal, unless it's an everyday 100% time issue. So it's normal to have a brain fart. We all have them. We talked about some basic good health habits. And of course, these good health habits are going to be better on the bank account anyway, because drinking and smoking costs a lot of money. And there's a lot of things that go with that, such as getting the munchies and wanting food and buying bad food. So it is good for the bottom line as well, which is always our finances. So what are some tips that we can do to boost our brain power? Break your routine. So if you are a righty and you brush your teeth with your right hand, switch it up. Use your left hand. If you brush your hair with your right hand, use your left hand. Jog backwards. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that, but maybe try and walk backwards, maybe. Um, pursue anything else that forces you to deviate from your daily patterns. And in doing so, you'll stimulate new parts of your brain, encouraging it to make new connections. If you have a passion, I play piano, I like to sing karaoke, I like to sing, period. If you're an artist, you like to paint, you like to draw, you like to read, or you don't. Pick up a new habit. Pick up a new hobby. Do something different that challenges a part of your brain you don't normally use. For me, it was finances. My brain was challenged with finances. With my sister, she's financially there. Her brain is there. And she actually did take piano, so she used that creative part of her brain. I come from the artsy-fartsy world. I come from the healthcare world. Finances is a four-letter word for me, and I can tell you the F word, that I used was not finance or fear, but yes, probably not a word I could repeat on the show, but I'm sure most of you know what I'm thinking, because every time it came down to that, I'd be like, ah, F, right? And that is not the F word that I was talking about. But I learned how to do it because it's important. And I've read the book. I understand it. I learned from my financial advisor, from Kathy, our normal host. She knows what she's talking about. And she trained me, and I learned to think that way. And now... It's funny because I understand the terminology. I understand how it relates to money. I know what certain things mean. Most exciting thing I ever learned was compound interest. I know it sounds simple to you that know. But for us people that don't know, it's difficult to train our brain to think that way. I am not a mathy financial kind of person. I'm a creative, artsy fartsy person. But I have learned how to do it. So break your routine. Get that brain going. Hydrate your mind. Your brain is 80% water. And if it's not hydrated, your neurons can't perform properly. So drink about eight of those six ounce glasses of water a day and avoid excessive alcohol and caffeine. Right? Because they take the place of water and oxygen and it's a stimulant and you need to keep hydrated. Caffeine can dry out. So does alcohol, by the way. You wake up in the morning and you feel like your mouth just ate a cotton field. Uh huh. That's what happens. You're dehydrated. Clock seven hours of shut-eye a night. Science shows that people who sleep for seven hours exhibit significantly more brain activity than those who don't. Lack of sleep inhibits learning, concentration, and memory. How's that going to affect your bottom line? Oh, sorry, I forgot that important meeting. Sorry, I forgot to pay everybody today. Sorry, I didn't do those taxes right. 
Oh, sorry, I forgot to submit your HST. Oh, sorry, I forgot to pay your uh, premium for your insurance. Whoa. How long are you going to have those clients or that job or those customers? How long is it that people don't have faith in you? Your finances will drop off. So you see everything relates to the bottom line, and yes, it is the F word. It's finances. Although on the way down, we're probably saying other F words. But keep your brain sharp. We make our brain purr. Achieve a calm, clear, stress-free brain through meditative belly breathing. So what you do is you inhale slowly, allowing your stomach to rise, not your chest. Then say the word one as you exhale. So you take in a deep breath with your belly and you say one. Then you do it again and you say two. And you do this ten times. And you can repeat it for a few minutes. It, it gives you all that oxygen. You can breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, but do it nice and slow. Be careful you don't hyperventilate. But take those deep belly breaths. Get that oxygen in there. You'll be surprised at how much it actually relieves stress and wakes you up. Dance, 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 dance your pants off. Yes. There are many activities that will stimulate you, but not as many as dancing your pants off. So this is a great activity uh, to stimulate a variety of brain systems. Dancing requires everything from coordination and organization to planning and judgment. You ever seen some people dance? Whoa, crazy. But it's a lot of balance. It's going to the beat or not. Yep, I get them too. I've seen those people out there. And there are two. They're, listen, they're dancing to a beat of their own drum. And I don't judge, right? Because I don't know what I look like when I dance. I'd like to think I have rhythm and I'm doing a good job. But I'm sure the youngins today go, oh, she's doing an old lady dance. Why ain't that old? But yes, I'm not quite doing the waltz yet, but love that too. But dance, 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 dance. I don't care what you're doing. If you want to do your rap or you want to do your your waltz or your ballroom dancing or you want to dance to the 80s beats or you want to do your Prince or your Michael Jackson moonwalk, you do whatever feels right and whatever you want to do. Limit your TV time. People who watch TV for more than two hours a day have a significantly higher risk of developing Alzheimer's than those who watch less. What? How am I going to... How am I going to get Alzheimer's well, from watching TV? Seriously, do you think you're using your brain watching TV? Somebody else develop the show. Develop a show, then watch it. Then you will be judging it. Right? When you're just watching TV, you're vegging out. That's why it's called vegging out on the sofa. Join a reading group, a book club, something like that. Reading is good for your brain when it involves storing and retrieving information. And when you're reading in groups, it's beneficial because the social aspect of the book groups add another dynamic that bolsters cognitive functioning. Everybody's talking about the book, right? We're going to talk about different plots of the book and the climax and the characters and the storyline and whether we liked it or not and what's like, what do we do? What do we want to read next week and challenging each other, okay? Kill the ants, <laughs> not the little black things that get in your house, but what ANTS stands for is Automatic Negative Thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts, known as ANTS, inflame the area of the brain responsible for anxiety. And they increase the production of stress hormones, which kill brain cells. So whenever an ant, and you can think of those little black suckers, enters your mind, write it down and devise a plan to correct it. Think positive. Get out of the negative. 
Negative's bad. And baby, get your groove on. People who make love at least twice a week are 50% less likely to have a heart attack than those who have sex less often. Now, I'm not talking trapeze, swinging from the bedroom ceiling, throwing in a stripper pole. God knows what. I'm just talking about getting your groove on, doing your thing. And it matters because what's good for the heart is good for the brain. And sex also releases those feel-good chemicals that fight stress. So get your groove on, folks. Get mental stimulation. Through research, scientists have found that brainy activity stimulate new connections between nerve cells and may even help the brain generate new cells. Isn't that awesome? I can get smarter. So developing neurological plasticity and developing up these functional reserves that provide a hedge against future cell loss makes us smarter, retains the cells we have. So any mentally stimulating activity should help build up your brain. Read, take courses, try mental gymnastics, right? The word puzzles, things like that. Math problems. Oh, God, I know more about that math and finance. But again, if it's not something you're strong at, do it. Sudoku is a foreign word for me. I've seen people do it. I cannot understand it. I've tried it. I don't get it. Never really liked the crosswords. I like to find the words in the puzzles and circle them. But I started to do more crosswords because it made my brain think differently, like the finances, like math, right? Not my strong suit. Well, I shouldn't say math isn't really my strong suit because as a nurse, you had to do some calculations and always got them right. No worries. Didn't hurt anybody. But as far as doing things in the math world, not my thing. But yes, I'm trying to do that. I'm making a mental effort to do things differently that will cause my brain to think differently, which will create neural pathways, which will make me smarter and create new brain cells. And of course, I already talked about getting physical exercise. Research shows that using your muscles also helps your mind. So if you exercise regularly, it increases the number of blood vessels that bring oxygen-rich blood to the region of the brain that's responsible for thought. Exercise also develops new nerve cells and increases the connection between brain cells. So don't be afraid to work out. And it doesn't have to be going to the gym, working yourself into a frenzy. You can do anything. Just walking around your neighborhood, doing some stuff in your yard. You can do your workout in your home. I get my mat. I got this thing you put on the bed. You know those soft things you put on the bed? I have one of those. uh, They're foamy things. Well, I got a new one, so I take my old one and I lay it down. Because I have a bad back and bad knees and I'm sure other things. But I can't be on the ground on a hard surface, even on a mat, because it hurts. So when I get on to do my stretches that I learned in physio with my ball or on that, I'll throw something on the TV or music and I'll just do my workout. So I don't have to sit in my chair and watch TV, which isn't doing anything for me. Again, I'm vegging out, right? So what I do is I'll throw on one of my shows my half-hour show, sometimes an hour, it doesn't matter. And I usually work out between 30 and 40 minutes or so, or until I'm done my routine, which usually lasts that long. So I'm, I've, I've got something on that's stimulating a little bit of my brain power, but not much, unless it's music, because then I'm singing along with the music. But I need to focus on my breathing and my activities and making sure I'm doing them properly as not to hurt myself, but to strengthen my back. So as I'm working out, if I'm listening to music, 
and the TV might be on mute. Now there's a waster, but that's how it works, right? So I'm singing along. I'm concentrating on my breathing. I'm working out my body, which is working out my brain, because if I'm singing a song, I'm recalling the words. Or if it's a new song, oh, I like this song. I'll learn the words. Pay more attention. So you can watch TV, do your workouts, do what you need to do, and I'll get on my jiggle machine, my T-zone vibration, and I'll turn the TV up just a little bit and jiggle my little buns off. Okay, figuratively, I was going to say literally, but I haven't really done that yet. But, yep, the weight's coming off, too, because it stimulates blood flow, just like an exercise, and it stimulates it in the brain. So it does help my pain, but it's also stimulating my brain. So do things physically that you can do that will stimulate not just the body, but the mind and the soul. On that note, let's go into the last break of the show. And when we come back, I'm going to give you a few more tips that you can do to increase that brain. You are listening to... Um, what are we listening to? <laughs> Sorry, it's a brain fart moment. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and I am Karen Cook. We'll be right back after this brief message. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook, today on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are discussing working out our most important muscle in our body, which is dun, 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 our brain. So we've been talking about everyday tips that we can do to boost brain power. So carrying on with our list of ideas, uh, improving our diet. That's one of the basic things that we can do. Good nutrition can help your mind as well as your body. So for example... People that eat a Mediterranean-style diet that emphasizes fruits, veggies, fish, nuts, 
unsaturated oils like olive oil and plant sources of protein are less likely to develop cognitive impairment and dementia. So you don't have to follow a diet, okay? Don't get excited when I say that word. It's a lifestyle. It's food style. So I don't care if you like to eat steak. Believe me, I had that the other night. That's one of my favorite things on the barbecue. Or a burger. Had that too this week. So, but get in the fish. I always have vegetables with my meal. I always have green vegetables, usually broccoli or peas. I usually have a salad. And I say usually because about 99% of the time. I And it's usually a big salad because I love salad. I may or may not have a potato or cauliflower. Uh, I like nuts. I like to eat peanuts and different kind of mixed nuts. So every now and then I'll have some of that. I do use olive oil when I cook on the stove. So I might use it for fish or when I make my tiny little shrimp. Oh, my God, with butter and my seasoning and a little bit of cheese and some garlic. Oh, it's to die for. So make sure you add fruits and veggies and have fish. If you don't like fish, try it once a week. Try a different fish. I know tuna fish in a can. I just had a sandwich of that yesterday. I like salmon. If you don't like it in the oven or on the frying pan, try the barbecue. Try a smoker. You get different flavors. Try it till you find what you like. And if you just can't stand fish at all, try and find a substitute that fish is brain food. So try and find a substitute that will help you there. Improve your blood pressure. High blood pressure gives you a risk of cognitive decline in your later years. So modify your lifestyle to keep your pressure as low as possible. Stay lean, exercise regularly, limit your alcohol to two drinks a day or less, reduce stress, and eat right. So it all goes together. Overweight, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglyceroids, heart attack, stroke, all really does come down to your diet. Yes, I know it can be hereditary, but there are many things you can do to stop things happening. Improve your blood sugar. So if you like your candy, watch it. Diabetes, you don't want it. It's the worst disease you can get that doesn't actually kill you right away. just affects everything. Improve your cholesterol. So low cholesterol or good cholesterol. And again, with your diet, exercise, tobacco, avoiding that, watching your weight. Care for your emotions. People who are anxious, depressed, sleep-deprived, or exhausted tend to score poorly on cognitive function tests. Good mental health and restless sleep are certainly important goals. So have an outlet to get rid of that stress. It's not good to keep it inside. And protect your head. Moderate to severe head injuries, even with diagnosed concussions, increase the risk of cognitive impairment. If you hit your head all the time, be be aware that you can be causing little bleeds, little tears, which can cause alterations in your memory, right? So be careful with your head. If you're riding a bike or you're doing something that requires you to be higher than the ground, wear a helmet. Be safe. If you work in construction, you need to wear your, your hard helmet, okay? Build social networks. Strong social ties have been associated with a lower risk of dementia, as well as lower blood pressure and longer life expectancy. Find those positive social friends, right? And work with them or hang with them or play with them or do something. And keep learning. Don't ever stop taking courses, whether they're online, in person, at work. Take it. Learn something. Challenge your brain with those exercises. Make new communications and memory paths. And use all your senses. 
The more senses you use in learning something, the more your brain that will be involved in retaining the memory. Have you ever come across a smell that makes you think of childhood or something fun? I just bought a cream from Victoria's Secret. I think it's called Ocean or something. <gasps> it reminds me of Florida. And every time I open it up and use it, I close my eyes and I think of being in Florida, which is my favorite destination spot. And it's not the beach. It's just Florida. I just smell it. And it makes me feel good. And believe in yourself. Myths about aging can contribute to a failing memory. Right? Oh, I can't learn. I'm older. I'm having a senior moment. Keep improving your memory skills because you'll less likely experience cognitive decline early or at all. My grandma was pretty sharp at 100. Prioritize your brain use. If you don't need to use mental energy remembering where you laid your keys or at the time you left your little one's birthday party, you'll be better able to concentrate on learning and remembering new and important things. And repeat what you know. When you remember something you've just heard, read, or thought about, repeat it out loud and write it down. You reinforce the memory or connection. Have good relationships. When you have a good relationship, you feed off each other, you work with each other, one person remembers one thing, the other remembers something else, and you work well together. And it doesn't have to be a loved one, it could be a friend. I remember her name, I remember her face, I remember her job. Together you got the whole picture. Think positive. Research suggests that if we set high standards for ourselves and are helped believe that our achieving them is possible, they become possible. Meditate. <laughs> Not right now, but you can. <laughs> Meditate or do something that calms you. Some evidence has started to come to light that these practices improve our physical and mental health. So do that. Okay. Don't be afraid. And look, listen, and learn. Try working a variety of media types into your day. And at the very end, practice a hobby. Find something you enjoy that's creative and fun whether it's playing with your dog, singing, playing the piano, taking dance, whatever you like, and do it. Because that will increase your brain and give you all those feel-good hormones like nothing else. On that note, we're going to end our show, and I wish you the best positive week that you can have. And of course, when it's a positive week and we're working out and we're making things better, our bank accounts are going to feel that too. Because jobs, employment, they're going to want you. And if you are an entrepreneur like me, people are going to come to you because they appreciate you know what you're doing. Have a great week. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking.